What's up, y'all? Hey, 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 hey. Welcome to Power Crunch episode three. I'm Tora. And I'm Taylor. This week, I'm going to be playing the villain. And I'm going to be the hero. Yeah. So this week, the game contains children's card games. I'm so wet. So uh, this is something that is near and dear to both Taylor and I's hearts. Of course. Um, I've been playing <clears throat> Yu-Gi-Oh! since, like, first grade, I think. Uh, on and off since about first grade for me, too. Yeah. Um, I still have, like, my original deck from, mm. from like, way back then that's just been, like, tweaked over the last 100,000 years. Um, so I'm super excited. This is the first time that we're kind of trying to, uh, do this, like, kind of system power thing, but we've kind of hashed it out. I'm hoping that... Um, it works out well. Uh, I'm giving away a little bit, but I'm not letting you guys know, you know, like, who it is from Yu-Gi-Oh! until later. You'll probably figure it out if you have any prior knowledge to Yu-Gi-Oh! at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My hero is gonna make no sense, and that's perfectly fine. That's normal. Um, it's also going to be a little bit different. The last two uh, episodes, we have started with a newscast, and we're not starting with a newscast this time. We're just kind of going to go into a scene. Uh, so don't be alarmed with the change, I guess. Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the other two episodes so far, then it doesn't matter to you. Um, but also, hello, welcome. Please listen to our other episodes. Please, they're so good. We're, uh, we're still troubleshooting a little bit, but I'm, I'm glad that you're here and listening. And, uh, yeah. Let's... Let's crunch it. scene opens in the Power City Metropolitan Museum of History. There is a middle school tour going through, being led by a tall, curvy, attractive Egyptian lady with eyeliner on point, uh, hair up in a uh, messy bun, glasses, like every nerd's wet dream. Um, <laughs> She's taking the class past a display for the Apocryphal Obscurity, which is a pyramid-shaped glass puzzle-looking item with a crystal eye in the middle. Um, there's some information about it. It was uh, excavated about 50 years ago. It's moved around from city to city all over the world. As It is a high item for theft, as it is, has a very uh, high price point, and it is also said to have some type of mystic power, but it's never been, you know, proven. But mm -hmm. we are living in a world with superheroes, so, you know, no, no harm, no foul. <laughs> um, so, your hero... Mm -hmm. is part of this uh, this tour class. So tell me a little bit about your hero. Uh, my hero's uh, real name 
is uh, Isaac Burton. Mm -hmm. uh, he's 12 years old. Uh, he has a little bit of a rebellious nature, uh, but good strong morals, despite. Um, he's really into uh, history, but he'd prefer to learn about it on his own instead of being torn around places. <laughs> um, he's here as part of a history field trip uh, to learn about different parts of culture in different areas. He goes to a class A school. Yeah. <laughs> where they can afford field trips like this. Yeah. All right. Um, so for sort of business, I'm going to do, uh, just do a quick spot check co contest roll. Okay. <laughs> so uh, Isaac is uh, checking out the, uh, the display and other displays around it. And uh, his eye is caught by uh, his classmate, Jeremy, being spoken to uh, in, in very intensely by the tour guide. You think maybe that he got in trouble or something. Jeremy's kind of a troublemaker. He's yeah. like one of those kids that like shoots rubber bands across rooms and, you know, you know the type. So nothing out of the normal yeah. for Jeremy, yeah. just getting in trouble. Yeah, not super out of the ordinary. Um, so then she walks away and um, continues talking to other students. Um, you do notice that um, after she walks away, Jeremy looks a little different. He's usually really full of life and energetic, and he's just kind of stone-faced. Um, you're not sure maybe he, she said something to him that like struck a nerve or, mm -hmm. or something like that. But um, he seems very focused on the display for uh, the Apocryphal Obscurity right now. Um, mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's inching closer to it and he doesn't seem to like be responsive to anything around him. Kind of want to check on him, but also I know that when things like that happen, you kind of need your own space. Right. I might give him just like a beat to like catch himself and then I'll go over and ask if he's all right and if okay. she, if she like said anything like rude. Okay. So, um, you're just kind of keeping a an, an watchful eye on him. Mm -hmm. Um, so as you continue to watch him, uh, he continues to, to get closer to the display. It's covered. It has a, a glass case around it. Mm -hmm. Um, there, there's a locked mechanism on the back. He is now walking around the back and he pulls a small device out of his pocket that he places up to the, uh, the door of the display case and it pops open. Okay, uh, from here, I am definitely gonna go, go up to him. Okay. Hey, Jeremy, what are you doing? He is non-responsive. Okay. He seems to be very focused on his current task. All right. I'm gonna go up to him and kind of like pull him away. Be like, hey, this is restricted. Okay. Um, he's still not responding to you verbally, but um, if when you do try to, to pull him away, he does budge a little bit, um, as you are a super-powered child, and uh, he is not. So um, he does start to get kind of pulled away a little bit. You're, you're probably kind of like looking around for, for like help or something. Mm -hmm. um, you notice that the, uh, the tour guide is watching you, but she doesn't seem to be responding to, to what is going on over there. Well, that's kind of suspicious. Look, don't be suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. Um, uh, you would think she'd be over here by now, seeing that the display is open. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you also might find it kind of strange that there are no alarms going off right now. A closer look to the thing in his hand, it uh, kind of looks like a USB drive that uh, has like a has a key on the end of it. And there's a couple of buttons on it, so you think maybe it, it yeah. might might have deactivated something or something. Yeah. So he uh, after you 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 try to move him away, he immediately just pushes back and starts to reach toward the item in the case. Hey, no, Jeremy, and I like swat his hand away. Okay. So you swat his hand away. Um, at that point, the tour guide uh, approaches the two of you. What seems to be going on over here? Jeremy's not quite in the right mindset right now. Uh, what'd you say to him earlier? He's very upset. I'm not sure I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about. I saw you talking to him, and then all of a sudden, he looks all stony-faced over here, looking angry and upset and also kind of blank. Uh, I'm blanking on words here. Okay, so her response to that is she uh, gently places a hand on your shoulder and leans down to you. She looks you straight in the eye and says, I don't think you know what you're talking about. You feel a little bit of a pool on your mind? Roll a constitution save for me. 15. Okay, so um, you start to feel a pull on your mind. You, your, your, your mind feels a little fuzzy. You feel like you just like woke up from like a really long nap and you don't know what day it is or how long you've been asleep. You know the feeling. Mm -hmm. um, you do still know that you're at the museum, but you're kind of forgetting what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, so she starts to try to move you away from the display. Mm -hmm. So that's I'm going to count that as like her turn, even though we're not really an initiative. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have you roll another constitution save. 25. Okay. You start to kind of uh, come back to as you're being pulled away from the case. Um, you suddenly remember why, why you were there and what was going on. The, the tour guide seems to be a little taken aback by the fact that uh, you're kind of shaking too. Mm-hmm. Hey, what are you doing? Let go of me. Her, her grip tightens on your shoulder. Kid, you really need to get out of here. Uh, no. You're being suspicious. I don't trust you. You were looking over here as he was opening the case, and you didn't come over until I intervened. She uh, sighs deeply. <sighs> I can't believe I'm gonna have to deal with some stupid kid. Um, stupid? So her, her grip tightens a little bit more. You need to leave. And you start to feel that pull on your mind again a little mm -hmm. bit. You do one more constitution save for me. Yep. 27. Okay, so with this one, um, you do start to feel that pull on your mind again. You do want to, you you want to you want you want to do what she's she's telling you to do. So you start kind of walking away. As you start to leave the area, you do finally hear an alarm go off, and it kind of snaps you out of it. Mm -hmm. um, as you you turn, you see Jeremy uh, holding the apocryphal obscurity. Okay. And um, he is now walking toward an exit. And I've, I've snapped two now? Right? Yes, yeah, you are, you are snapped two now. Um, the, the tour guide is now nowhere to be found. Okay, I'm going to go after Jeremy because that is a priceless artifact and definitely should not be in the hands of a 12-year-old. 
Okay. So, um, he's, like, walking. He's, like, just kind of doing, like, a quick walk, but, like, mm-hmm. he's not running or anything. You catch up to him pretty quickly. Um, he's, he's glazed over, still, um, just very focused on reaching the emergency exit in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, Isaac has probably come to terms that, uh, this lady is controlling Jeremy. Mm-hmm. You, you felt the, the thrall on your mind a little mm-hmm. bit, too, so you, you kind of understand what's going on. Yeah. Um... So he's going to attempt to take the apocryphal obscurity mm-hmm. uh, from Jeremy. Okay, so we'll just do like a really quick strength roll. <laughs> I lost to a twelve-year-old kid who doesn't have superpowers. Okay, so I rolled a natural twenty for this strength. Um, With my modifier, I had an eighteen. Okay, so he 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 holds on to it, but. The moment that you touch it, you start to feel a thrall from the item. Like, very intense. Must have. It's a little different than the <clears throat> thrall that you felt uh, when the tour guide was was uh, using her power on you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It seems warmer, like you need it. Okay, so uh, the difference would be, like, the tour guide was like, you will obey me, and this is, like, I must have it kind yes. of thrall. Yeah. Okay. So he's currently holding on to it. After you feel the thrall and he continues to, to hold it, um, you do notice the, uh, the tour guide is standing just outside the, uh, the doorway to the emergency exit. Uh, she reacts to seeing you touch the item and opens the door. Man, kid, how many times do I have to deal with you? Give me the item. You're going to have to deal with me a lot, lady. So, um, so Jeremy uh, is walking toward her now and she has an open palm. Nope, I'm gonna dive in for that for that save. Okay. Um. We're diving for the item. Twenty-four. Two. Um, <laughs> so you sprint to action and jump to grab the item out of Jeremy's hand just a split second before it uh, gets to the palm of the tour guide. Uh, you grasp it and do a barrel roll. Um, <laughs> uh, you now have it in your hand. The moment that you have both hands on it, you, you feel that thrall intensely, and a uh, light spurts from the item. Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, <laughs> so, uh, light spurts from the item, and you seem to be in a white room, and Hello? it is nothing but you and the Fresh. item in your hands. Yeah. Hello? Fresh? Sponsor us. Um... There seems to be nothing but you and the item in this this room. The the tour guide is gone. Jeremy is gone. The whole museum around you is gone. And a woman is approaching you. Would you like to tell me about this woman? Uh, uh, this woman is Egyptian, and she is just clad in like this beautiful ornate glass jewelry uh, that's strung together by silver, not gold, because gold is tacky. Um, she's got her eyeliner on point. Um, uh, she is wearing this sort of, like, weird, vague shape on her chest. Like, it's something's missing. Mm-hmm. She, she looks a lot like my tiny little 12-year-old. Uh, a lot like Isaac Burton, as if they could have been related, or the same person at one point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah. So um, this woman approaches you. She um, is is very stoic. She has shoulders back. She seems kind of royal. 
regal. Very regal, yeah. Um, she approaches you and stands before you. Hello, Isaac. How do you know my name? I already forgot my name. Imani. I am Imani, the spirit of the apocryphal obscurity. You, Isaac, are bound to me through destiny. That's not even the least bit disconcerting. <laughs> Don't worry, child. We were brought together for a reason. I'm going to help you. Oh, okay. The villain that you are facing, his name is Scintilla. Oh. Oh. She is a very bad woman. You cannot let her get a hold of me. Do you understand? I do. And with that, the uh, scene fades back in. You are back in the museum, and you are wearing the item around your neck. Oh, would you look at that? Scintilla uh, yells and uh, tries to snatch at you to get the item. Are you going to knock it out, knock her hand away? Yep. Okay. Would that be strength or dex? Dex? Um, I think she's going to be strength and you're going to be dex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 14. Oh, mine. So um, you uh, go to hit her, to mm -hmm. uh, hit her hand out of the way, and you, you feel a presence overtake you for a moment. Mm -hmm. um, you feel stronger mm -hmm. and uh, more confident. Can you do one more roll for me? If it's worse, I'm so sorry. Please take advantage. Please just do this for me. Oh, hey, look, that's going to be a 26, uh, 24. Okay, 24 does beat Scintilla's roll. So um, with your newfound confidence, um, you are able to swat her hand away. She jerks back and, and puts her hand uh, up, to her, up to her chest and just kind of, huh! Okay, so um, she reels back and uh, jumps back a few feet. She reaches out to you, very uh, Yu-Gi-Oh style, and says, I've come here for a reason, for that necklace, and I'm going to leave with it. And you start to feel a thrall on your mind. Oh. Will you do a roll for me? I did not succeed. That's a total of 15. Okay. So, um, my base roll was a 16, so I'm not even going to add anything to it. So, um, what happens? You are not being, it's not the same type of thralled feeling that you had before when she was commanding you. Mm -hmm. It, um, kind of feels more like it did when you were taken into that white space. Mm-hmm. You, your, uh, vision starts to fade a little bit, and then you, uh like knock unconscious for a moment and when you come to you are in a similar space but this space is very dark and empty oh great and you seem to be on kind of like an arena there's like there's a circle pit no. Meet me in the pit. No, it's uh, it's literally like you, like that episode where uh, the uh, the Duelist Kingdom kids get taken into a shadow game. Oh, against Bakura. Against Bakura. Weird. Um, you are now in uh the dark zone. 
<laughs> uh, the dark zone. Uh, and you... Uh, the shady place. The, the shady place. So before we started recording, I had you select six monsters as three spells and three traps from Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh-huh. And um, I selected the same. So uh, we're gonna, gonna have a little game here. Let's, let's go. So uh, how this is going to work is we each have a uh, 12-sided dice. And each turn, we will roll the dice to draw a new card based on the cards that we have uh, previously selected. Um, our decks are only 12 cards because we weren't going to build full decks for this. Um, we will start out with three cards by roll, and then each turn after that, roll to draw a card. And we will take turns just like any other, you know, duel. Um, or combat system. Or combat system. So... Um, we're going to have life points. So in in the shadow battle that we are having now, uh, we each have 1,500 life points, which counts uh, as 10 HP for every 100 life points that we lose. So uh, if you're keeping track at home, that's how we're going to do it. Okay, so um, you come to in this dark realm. You start to look around. There's not really anything there. Um, you are standing before a, uh, like, Duelist Kingdom-style arena base, so, mm -hmm. um, and she is standing on the other side. You and I will conduct a shadow battle. <laughs> I love it. Is that a, like, shadow battle? Like shadow battle. Like she, like she shadowed herself? God damn it. <laughs> Maybe she will shadow herself, we're not sure. Let's hope. Um, uh, scattle. Uh, ew. You and I will conduct a shadow battle. And we're not only playing with our life points, but with our lives. <laughs> so, um, we're going to roll for our first three cards. Alright, so we have uh, now each rolled for our uh, three beginning cards, and we're now going to roll a d24 initiative, kind of. <laughs> I will begin my turn by playing the Portrait's Secret in attack mode. Um, so she uh, plays the Portrait's Secret. It's like a big, scary painting. If mm -hmm. you've never played Yu-Gi-Oh, you can look up the card. Um, you see uh, some numbers pop up. There is uh, a 1200 next to the the monstro. Um, mm -hmm. And... <laughs> And then she uh, places down a face-down card and ends her turn. All right. My turn. And since I didn't go first, I get to draw. You do. Right? Oh, yeah. My turn. I'm a play Diamond Dude in attack mode. Womp. It has an attack of 1,400. And then I'm going to play three. Not three. Yeah. I'm going to play three face-downs. Oh, shoot. You got a lot of magics and traps for your first draw, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Wait, how much was the attack of? Uh, it's, uh, 1,200. She got face down. I don't like that. She does have a face down. And I'll end my turn. Okay. So your turn ends and phases back to her. Um, she draws. She places her monster in defense position. 
places down another face down and ends her turn. Okay, what's in defense of that, that monster? It is 1,500. Not quite strong enough. Not quite. All right, time to draw. I am going to play one monster face down in defense position. Okay. And then I'll end my turn. Okay. Okay, so she draws a card. Okay, what do you have down? I have diamond in attack mode. Okay. And I have a face down defense position monster. Okay, so she draws and a smirk rolls across her face. Oh no! She smizes at you a little bit. Okay, Tyra Banks. You're going down, kid. And uh, she puts her hand straight up in the air with her card and slams it down. I summon Dark Ruler Hades in attack mode. Oh, God. Also, real quick, just so everyone knows, we ain't messing with tributing summons. Yeah, um, we're, we're, we're definitely playing, like, mag Magic Kingdom. Rules. Yeah, we're Not playing... Magic Kingdom, Duel's Kingdom. Not Magic Kingdom. Uh, we're definitely playing Duel's Kingdom rules. We're playing fast and loose. All right, so um, she slams her card down, and a monster who uh, kind of just looks like a super beefy magician uh, appears. Uh, he uh, is wielding a goblet. He has three faces, one where a face should be, one in his chest, and one in his tummy. Great. Yeah, so he's super gross and intimidating. Like Horror that. fuel. Yeah. So she... After slamming her card down and the monster coming to, she points at you mm -hmm. and says, Dark Ruler Hades, attack his monster. You activated my trap card. <gasps> it's called Mirror Force. What? When an opponent's monster declares an attack, Mirror Force destroys all my opponent's attack position monsters. Oh no! Say it can't be, you're just a kid! Say goodbye to your Dark Ruler Hades. Okay. So it's all attack position monsters, right? All attack position. Okay, so then um, her Dark Ruler Hades is no more, but the uh, Portrait Secret is still on the field in defense position. Okay. She uh, she pants a little bit, uh, being super over-exaggerated, and looks up at you. It's your turn. I draw! Except I have to draw again, because that was a double. I think that's also a double. That is not a double. <laughs> Next to the field, I summon Elemental Hero Poison Rose. Uh, Elemental Hero Poison Rose is a floral-themed Elemental Hero from the Yu-Gi-Oh! Jack series. Uh, um, uh, basically, it's a woman that's like clad in like leaf petals and um, has like a mask. She's got purple skin. Mm. Yeah, I have a thing with weird skin tones, apparently. She rises up on the field, and her attack is 1,900. Now, poison, attack the defense position monster. All right, so um, what is the attack of poison? 1,900. Okay, so uh, you go to attack uh, the portrait, and it explodes into a bunch of glass shards. Uh, there's no, no damage taken, but Scintilla looks irked. And now, Diamond Dude, attack directly. Oh no! So, um... Oh! You take 1,400 direct points. Mm -hmm. So you have attacked her life points directly with 1,400. Uh, oh no. So, um... You have 10 
Yeah, so the the way that this works, they are playing a shadow game. Um, he has attacked her directly with 1,400 points. So what you see is uh, your monster, which is... Uh, Diamond Dude did the direct attack. Okay. So you attack directly with 1,400 attack points. So uh, Diamond Dude leaps to uh, to battle, and there is nothing for him to attack on the field. So he uh, jumps and strikes her directly in the chest. Oh, as God. As a duelist. Um, when, when she's struck, um, she, uh, screeches and, uh, begins to pant. She has her hands down on the podium. Um, she's coughing. Um, she does not look like she is in good shape at all. Your, your, your man, uh, jumps back and gets back into position. Uh, (laughs) it is now her turn. Yep. Uh, so it goes back over to her. Um, she's wheezing. She's reaching toward her deck sheepishly. Her hand is shaking. Mm-hmm. Let's see what she draws. So she's uh, drawn from her deck. She uh, looks at her, her cards. Her eyes are kind of welling up. Uh, she obviously was not expecting this. And um, she goes to uh, place down a card in defense position. I, I end my turn. All right, it's my turn. I get to I do rock, which is a double, which is a double. Can I roll a d6 instead? Yeah. All right, I play Destiny Hero Departed. Okay. In attack mode. Uh, it looks like a weird, but he looks like he's in a prom suit, but he's a zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has a staff. And a weird headband. Okay. Uh, his attack points are 1,000. Okay. Okay. Destiny hero. Um, uh, we're gonna hit that with Poison Rose. Okay. 1,900. Okay. So um, the, the card flips briefly and shows uh, the Earl of Demise. That's mm-hmm. only 700 defense points, so it explodes immediately. Oh. Sweet. And then Destiny Hero Diamond. Wait, wait. She, uh, she's reaching out to you. Don't. You don't. You don't want to do this. She looks up at you, and you start to feel a pool on your mind. Oh, great. Roll a Constitution save. Twelve. Okay. Um. So she had a fourteen. So you start to feel that pool on your mind, and mm-hmm. you're not so sure that you want to attack this turn. Oh no. I guess doesn't stop me from... Well, I can switch Diamond Dude and Departed into defense position. Yeah. At least. You uh, can. So that's going to be... Departed is zero defense. And Diamond Dude is 1,600 defense. Okay. All right. So uh, the turn goes back to her. She goes to draw a card. Mm-hmm. So um, she draws a card, and she smiles slightly. <clears throat> um... And when I still have that face-down defense position monster, too. Yes, you do. Um, <clears throat> okay, so she currently has two face-downs. She has no monsters. Okay. Um, she has some stuff in her hand. So the first thing she does is she summons uh, the white magical hat in attack mode. Okay. He has 1,000 attack. She uh, then places down a spell card. I activate... The spell card, Change of Heart. Oh, God. Uh, so Change of Heart, target one monster, and your opponent controls, and you can take control of it for one turn. So she's going to take control of Poison Rose. The uh, Change of Heart 
angel demon lady uh, walks over to your side of the field and takes your monster by the hand and walks him over across the street to uh, the other field and he gets into attack position. All right, now my monster attack his defense position. I activate magic cylinder. What? Magic cylinder comes into play when you declare an attack. The targeted monster is negated in damage and you're inflicted with damage equal to its attack. Mm-hmm. So she just tried to attack you with a 1900 monster to destroy your monster. She has 10 hit points left. So that would count as... She doubled that. Like a lot. <laughs> like a lot? I'm not good at math, but I'm going to say a lot. It's like 1.33 times her hit points, just the attack of that monster. Mm -hmm. She dead. So she dead. So um, what happens is you... Uh, I didn't use any of my superpowers. You didn't. <laughs> I drew real well. Yeah. So, um, dang it, I feel a little bit bad about that, but... <laughs> the maximum I can get in prison is only 10 years, because I'm a minor. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you activate your magic cylinder card, um, it flips up, the two, two cups appear, so elemental, uh, hero, poison rose, uh, attacks, and the attack is, uh, bounced off from the inside of one of the cups and comes back toward Scintilla mm -hmm. and strikes her. She immediately goes down and your vision goes to black. Oh. So you slowly come back to, you are laying on the ground of the museum. You start to kind of look around. Uh, Scintilla is laying in front of you mm -hmm. and, um, she seems to be breathing. Oh, she's still alive. Is she unconscious? Is she in a coma? I don't know. Check it out. I'm 12. I don't know anything about medicine. <laughs> um, he's going to go... We can't really do anything unless he puts this back or else he's going to get in trouble. But he's like still enthralled by it and we're keeping it on his body. Right. Uh, oh no. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Um, I keep coming into this issue with this character that I'm like, he's 12. I'm 24. He's a, half my age. He's gonna dial 911. Okay. Uh, say that the address of the museum and say that there is a person, person, <laughs> there's a person, uh, unconscious in the back behind the museum. Um, they don't seem to be doing well. Okay. Yeah, that way he can inform someone. He's gonna leave his phone there, still connected, and then he's gonna leave. Okay. Uh, that way he doesn't get caught with this because he doesn't want to let go of this item. Now that it's on his body. Okay. Um, <clears throat> before you take off, will you do a uh, quick check for me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, you're coming to, you have called 911. They are on their way. As you uh, you stand and you're, you're going to, to leave, uh, something catches the corner of your eye near where Scintilla is laying. Uh, it looks like another artifact. Ooh. Um, there is... A pendant laying on the ground. It is also made of glass, glass and crystal. Glass and crystal, and uh, you're kind of a history buff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recognize it as the apocryphal disc. Apocryphal disc. This is um, another one of the uh, seven apocryphal items, and it. Um, is said to have some mystic power as well. It's near her hand. It looks like she, she may have had it before. Um, not, not 100% sure. You don't really remember seeing it on her 
or anything like when you were in the mm-hmm. the game, but you also were standing behind a podium, so we're not sure. Yeah. So yeah, are you just gonna leave the item? Or are you just gonna Are you gonna take off? <sighs> Probably gonna take off and to kind of like incriminate her with stealing at least one of the apocryphal items. Okay. With having that in her hand. Okay. Yeah. That way I can make a, make my getaway. Oh my god, I'm like almost a villain. Uh, <laughs> it's the thrall. Okay. Uh, yeah. Alright, so... Escape. Um, so you leave the museum. Mm-hmm. You were with your class, but it seems like the class has taken off since mm-hmm. uh, there was some stuff going on. There were, were people yelling at each other and people stealing things and everybody's kind of got scared off. You're not really sure what time it is, how much time has passed since you were um, in the shadow battle with Centella. So you're, you're leaving on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say you, you probably make it home. It's now mm-hmm. a little bit later in the evening. You are um, watching the news mm-hmm. um, to, to kind of get an idea of what, what happened after you left. So now we see uh, the newscast fade in and... Coming to you live from PCTV News Tower, I'm Edmund Edwards. And I'm Valkyrie Scott with a breaking news story. Earlier this afternoon, the Power City Metropolitan Museum of History was robbed. It sure seems that way. With more on the scene, here's field reporter Lavender Paisley. Hello, this is Lavender Paisley, reporting to you from the Power City Metropolitan Museum of History. I'm here with museum tour guide Sky Tiller, who was on the scene earlier this afternoon. Sky, what happened here today? I... I don't know. I don't remember anything. Why am I here? Um, earlier today the the museum was was robbed, one of the, the, the apocryphal item that was being held here, the... It's, uh, it's, it's missing. Yeah, um, it is. But in its place, there's now a different apocryphal item, correct? Yeah, the whole day's a little fuzzy. I think I need to go lay down. So, uh, Skye, or as you know her, Scintilla, mm-hmm. um, has, uh, walked off camera. Uh, Lavender looks a little bewildered. Um, she looks back into the camera. Um, with that, we end our interview. Cut, 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 cut from this. So um, <laughs> from that point, it uh, it cuts off and goes back to uh, Edmund Edwards and Valkyrie Scott, who are um, just kind of um, chatting about what, what just went on. And, and uh, now you get to react. What's what's going on with you? Uh, what? <laughs> what? 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 Wait, what? <laughs> uh, he's just in shock. But then he's like, what if she was taken over by a spirit inside of that item? So as you have uh, the thought that possibly she may have been taken over by a spirit as well, you start to um, feel that thrall and warmth again, and you're overtaken into that white space. You come back to, and Amani is before you. You've done well, young Isaac. Thanks. Um, I was just having the thought that maybe this Sky Tiller was taken over by Scintilla. Is there like a room inside that item too? Yes, you are correct. Much like our connection, young Sky Tiller has a connection to Scintilla. This does not mean that Sky is evil. She just has a worse ancestor. (laughs) Oh, I feel bad for her. So, um, she goes and, like, sits cross-legged with you, because you're sitting on the ground. Uh Uh-huh. So you may be wondering who I really am. You know that my name is Amani. Mm -hmm. I was once the pharaohess of ancient Egypt. (laughs) 
<laughs> and in true Yu-Gi-Oh fashion, uh, you you see like a flashback kind of going on. So you see um, Amani in like her full Pharaohist garb, and she's like sitting at her throne. Um, you see Scintilla in the scene coming in, and they seem to like be having kind of like a hash out um, about something. And you you fade back into the current time. Mm -hmm. She continues to speak to you. Scintilla was once an ally of mine, mm -hmm. but as time went on, she became jealous and angry with my power, uh, with the apocryphal items, and decided that she wanted to have all of them for herself. Uh, she is the bearer of the apocryphal disc. I am the bearer of the apocryphal obscurity. Now passed down to you. And there are many other heroes throughout the land that have similar items destined to them as I am destined to you. Oh, well, are all of your old allies evil? Am I going to have to fight them? Fortunately, Scintilla was the only one to go bad. Oh, oh and praise. You have dealt with her <laughs> valiantly, young hero. Oh, thank you. I tried my best. It was all in the the heart of my deck. Yeah, that. It's not copyright at all. It's fine. Heart of the deck. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> not cards. Deck. So she kind of laughs. You've got the hang of it, kid. Thank you. So now I have one final task for you. I need you to keep an eye on that item in the museum. It should be safe for now, but if anything were to happen to it, you will need to spring to action again. Can you promise me that? I promise. And this enters a spin-off series and bonus episodes in the future. Because <laughs> we really like Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Uh, this is now going to become a Yu-Gi-Oh D&D podcast where we just play three hours of dual monsters and you will listen to us play them. <laughs> God, I would I would love to have a D&D &D, &D podcast based around Yu-Gi-Oh, just like completely Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> just have friends on, we'll build full decks, we'll have dope episodes, I'll have so many effects. Um, <laughs> I'm the Arc V friend. I'm, I'm the old school friend and also a Duelist Academy friend. I'm also Duelist, all of us are Duelist <laughs> Academy, let's be honest. And then our, our good, good pal will come in with that five Ds mm -hmm. uh, and still not quite understand how to synchro summon. <laughs> synchro summoning is hard, okay? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, back in my day, we didn't have all these weird ways of summoning. We, we just normal summoned and sacrifice summoned and then that... At some point, we decided that it was okay to fuse things, and that's about as far as my knowledge goes. I don't know how to Ixies or Synchro. I, I know how to Pendulum. For the longest time, I called Ixies XYZ. So did so... I. But they actually say Ixies in the series? I, I learned that way too late. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, the at that's, this point, you uh, you fade back into your regular consciousness. You're back in your house, and and you've you've saved the current day. Hooray! Isaac Burton will return in a later episode. To be continued. Okay. About. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now we get a transition into the wrap up of the episode. The post game. Yeah. So, hey, if you haven't already, uh, we have a Facebook page. You can go like us there. It's Power Crunch Podcast on Twitter. We are utilizing the hashtag Power Crunch Show, and our Twitter handle is Power Crunch Show. On Tumblr, we are Power Crunch Podcast. If you haven't already, you can go ahead and subscribe there. 
Well, that one's a little bit slower on the upkeep, mostly because the Tumblr is run by me, and Tori does all the all the editing, so I, I wait for Tori to post, and then I share it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have a Patreon if you are interested in donating to our show. Uh, if you're not able to, that's 100% okay. But if you are able to, uh, as little as $1 helps us buy the software and equipment, we need to continue creating this great content for you. And maybe Yu-Gi-Oh cards, who knows? Yeah, uh, and the Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash <laughs> powercrunchpodcast. Did I say patreon.com slash powercrunchpodcast? Now you did. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, we're wrapping up to tell you about the characters that we used uh, for our hero and villain. Yeah, um, I don't remember who went first last week, but I guess I'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, my villain this week was Scintilla or Sky Tiller. Um, she was based off of Magneto with uh, her bracers letting her fly. She really didn't do a whole lot of that, just kind of at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Cipher, which is uh, where she got her uh, mind control ability, where uh, we actually have it listed in here as contract. So at the beginning when she was uh, talking to young Jeremy, she made some type of contract with him, compelling him to go steal the apocryphal item for her. Uh, and the, uh, final character, you may have guessed, was Yami Bakura from the Yu-Gi-Oh! series. <coughs> um, this is a totally new combat that we tried this time. Um, it went way faster than we thought it was gonna go. <laughs> um, I haven't edited yet, but I'm guessing this episode's gonna be a lot shorter than the other ones, which is fine. Yeah. But, uh... But I hope you guys enjoyed it. We really like Yu-Gi-Oh! We hope you like Yu-Gi-Oh! If you liked this episode, we'll make more Yu-Gi-Oh! things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, basically, to spawn the rest of the story, uh, with uh, Isaac, uh, we, we need to see how this episode goes. And if it goes well, we'll ha- have like a little side series with him. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, the one power from Yami Bakura was the shadow battle, which was the main thing that was used uh yeah that's pretty much all i've got for uh for that girl what you got uh isaac burton isaac burton's uh alias is game show Ooh. and um the three characters that we used to well that i used to make this character is asami uh from uh legend of korra uh she's seen to be playing paisho a lot uh, she's also a martial artist. Uh, we didn't really get into any of his superpowers, so, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, the power for that would have been, would have just been, like, martial art moves, which would have given him, like, a bonus to his attack rolls. Mm-hmm. Um. But you murdered her with card games, so we didn't quite get that, that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second character was Steven Universe. Uh, that's seen through his reincarnated link with Amani. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also with the gem on the apocryphal uh, uh, obscurity, obscurity. Uh, <laughs> and that allowed him to, uh, well, he's reincarnated and he also had like a force field manipulation ability that he didn't get to utilize yeah. because the death by card game apparently is the way I should have rolled this character. Card games are dangerous. And the third, you're going to think it's, it's one character. From the same series, but no, it is Yugi Moto, the in- reincarnation of a Tem. Yep. 
and, and uh, his ability was Heart of the Cards, which we rebranded as Heart of the Deck. <laughs> uh, life of the Deck. We'll go with that in future episodes with this character. Yeah, sure. Life of the Deck. Uh, yeah, and also he can send people to the Shadow Realm if, if he wins. But we didn't utilize that either. No. No. So, yeah. <laughs> this was a, a very short and fun episode. Uh, I enjoyed it. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I, I really do. Uh, sorry, I, not the most descriptive when it came to the monsters coming out. If you don't know what any of them are, go look them up. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I kind of caught myself after like the first couple of turns that you know, we should probably do a little bit more description. But yeah, um, yeah. so we've already done all of our plugging. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in our day-to-day lives, um, my Instagram is edimfire, E-D-Y-M-F-I-R-E. Um, yeah, for me, um, you can find me as Torosaurus Rex on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, and also, if you're interested in art at all, I do have a Facebook page called Rexus Illustrations with all of my shitty fan art. <laughs> um, if you want to check that out. Otherwise, uh, yeah. Yeah. So this has been episode three of Power Crunch Scintilla versus Game Show. Now with more Torah. And Taylor. Crunch you later. <laughs> <laughs>